I'm Daniel Vinspicki. I'm Dave Zuliger. And this is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you listening and interested in learning more about our church? Go to Bethlehem.church forward slash location forward slash south dash campus. Dave, why don't you explain to me just a little bit about your routine when it comes to staying up on your game as far as basketball is concerned. Is that something that you're doing these days? Um, I'm doing it less than I would like to. Uh, it's been fun to whoever, uh, whoever uh, came up and was a, a big player in helping us get that gym done. I'm very grateful to you. Uh, it's been fun to have guys <laughs> together on, on Friday mornings to play some basketball. It's fun for me. I, I, uh, I like to think while I, while I work out, so when I run or shoot, and so I often take a 20 or 30 minute thinking break. There's kind of a situation that's hard to think through. I'll go down and I'll shoot in the gym and it helps me clear my mind. So that's kind of the so, extent of it right now. It's okay. pretty pathetic compared so to what So what other people do in the shower, you do while shooting baskets? I do it both places. Oh, okay. Yep, okay. yep. But my routine is less than it used to be. Switch hitter there. That's good. By the way, Steve Rindy is actually a dark horse uh, <laughs> when it comes to his 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 horse game, actually. Oh, <laughs> he, playing horse? Yeah, he, oh, okay. he, he's knocked me out a few times. Way to go, Steve. We'll have to have you on this uh, podcast at some point. So last time we left off, Dave, talking about the conscience and kind of ran out of time to talk about theological triage. But what we were saying was matters of conscience... So matters that are um, kind of disputable or they are not necessarily objective in terms of what the Bible commands can still be important Mm -hmm. because our conscience is our own internal sense of what's right and wrong. And that can be calibrated according to God's word or miscalibrated. And even if it's miscalibrated, we can sin against our conscience Mm -hmm. and in in a lot of ways actually damage um, our ability to love God and uh, to obey him by doing, thinking certain things about disputable matters, and then especially choosing to um, sin, even when it's not objectively a sin, but it is for us because our conscience has been misaligned. Now, we're turning and we're talking about theological triage. But when we say that, like, what do we mean theological triage? What, is, what does that phrase mean? Well, triage comes from kind of the medical world, right? If you've ever been to the ER, you go into that little room and they decide how important you are comparatively <laughs> to, uh, to, other, to other patients that are there. In other words, uh, is, is your uh, really bad influenza case as bad as the guy who just fell off the roof? And so what you're trying to do is determine just how critical is this kind of in comparison to other other issues and so when we do with theology uh, we we're saying man what what are the as for example a first tier issue would be what are the essentials someone must believe to be a christian for us to have confidence that they are uh, a member of the body of christ and then you can kind of work your way down from there which is where you get into uh, denominations and where you get into different uh, even different beliefs within denominations might, would probably be third-tier issues. And so we're trying to determine kind of level of criticalness to uh, to the essentials of the faith. Yeah, yeah. So when we talk about 
theological triage. And this is the first time I heard it was a number of years ago. And Al Mohler used the phrase either in a talk or an article, just talk about really three tiers of um, the importance of theology. And so I think uh, in as much as we think about it, you mentioned it, first tier, second tier, third tier. Just let's tease out some more of those. What would be some more examples of first tier, second tier, third tier? Maybe even just thinking about us at Bethlehem. And uh, like we have a couple of documents, the Elder Affirmation of Faith and the Congregational Affirmation of Faith. The former, the Elder Affirmation of Faith, is really extensive and long. Mm-hmm. And it's what the elders together agree upon. Mm-hmm. And then we have the Congregational Affirmation of Faith, which is what we say that members here must agree on, and it's considerably shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are some of the things, some other things that are like first-tier type issues? We'd say that we, in order to bear the name of a Christian. Yeah, you have to believe in, in the Trinity. So one God, three persons. Yep. So know, deity of Christ, deity, deity of, Christ. of the Holy Spirit, yep. yet yep. still one God, yep. but different persons. You have to believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus, the yep. Christ came and paid for the sins of all who would believe and that he, he rose again from the grave. And then you, you got to re- believe in his return. He's going to come back and he's going to make all things new, whatever you think that means. Um, you know, and, and so, I mean, those are the basics that, that we're looking for, for someone to be a believer. There's a couple more, but those are the kinds of things that we're talking about. Yeah. yeah and then you move down a tier to second tier kinds of issues and you get into really talking about what it means to be in a body together in a healthy way. Certainly there's all kinds of different opinions about what it means to be a member in the same church and what, what exactly that looks like. What we think of when we think of second tier is just like being together in a biblically faithful way as best we can tell. And so we're a Baptist church, right? Mm-hmm. So at least here we have drawn the line in such a way that in order to be um, a member at our church, you must be baptized as a believer. Mm-hmm. Other uh, churches say don't don't have that requirement. Mm-hmm. You are they, they take that more in the realm of biblical wisdom, True. you know, or that's a matter of conscience. They might even officially say, you know, that we think that uh, you need to be baptized as a believer, but then give room for people's consciences that think, no, I don't think that. I don't think I need to be baptized as a believer. Um, there are uh, examples that we could cite all across the place. There's um, eschatological eschatology mm-hmm. kinds of statements. This has been really popular, especially in Baptist circles in the 19th and 20th centuries, mm-hmm. to have in your statement of faith a particular position about the millennium and about the tribulation, and that in order to be a part of that church, you have to believe those things about the end times. So that would be a, like a kind of, hey, this is a second-tier issue for that church. Mm-hmm. Does Bethlehem have any kind of stuff about eschatology in their congregational affirmation of faith like that? We certainly don't land. Uh, we don't land the plane anywhere nearly as clear as that. I think. I think. I think. Uh, Pastor John actually kind of had a helpful legacy of, especially in light of the the Baptist history. I think it was a helpful legacy for him to kind of diminish making that that second tier issue. And I think he really moved it at Bethlehem to a third tier issue. Yeah. So you can you can really land in a lot of different places about those things and still be a member here at the church and actually actually even even an elder here you yep. can, there's there's a lot of room for disagreement about yep. eschatology. Yeah, I think there is a very wide representation on the elder board 
in terms of what we think about the millennium or the tribulation or other things like that, for sure. Some examples of third tier, Dave, maybe maybe just thinking about the elder affirmation of faith and then thinking about the congregational affirmation of faith here. What would be like an example where the elders believe something, but we don't think that the congregation must believe this in order to be a member. It's more aspirational. This is how we teach. This is how we hope, um, you know, that you'll mature and grow as a Christian in this direction. But we don't think that that's uh, necessary to be a member here. What would be an example of that? Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe the most uh, the most prominent uh, one would be something even like the doctrines of grace. Uh, you know, those aren't written explicitly out. Tulips not written explicitly out in our congregational affirmation of faith. It's certainly spelled out pretty extensively and explicitly in our elder affirmation of faith. Yeah, so doctrines of grace, teases yep. that. What are those? Yeah, so, so when you think of, of, of just the sovereignty of God and salvation, that it is, it is God who is the, is the foundational worker in salvation. Uh, and uh, we, don't, we just don't require that uh, in our congregational affirmation of faith explicitly. Um, though it's though it's there in in some implicit ways, even with like regeneration and things like that, uh, but it's just much more expansive, much more extensive in our uh, our uh, elder affirmation of faith, and even even other things like spiritual gifts, for example, um, we don't uh, necessarily require that in our congregational affirmation of faith that yep. you have a particular way, but then in our elder affirmation of faith, it's pretty again extensive and. expansive so those would be a couple of the distinctives yeah so here at bethlehem you can formally be an arminian Mm -hmm. right and you can formally be just a cessationist you Mm -hmm. so you have a different view of the sovereignty of god Mm -hmm. yet you love the same gospel Mm -hmm. and you have a different view of like especially the gifts of the spirit but you love the same gospel Mm -hmm. and we would say that that's those are of the nature that they're third tier enough mm-hmm. um, with a little bit of bleed over into second tier. Certainly there are some things you must believe mm-hmm. uh, just about the nature of what it is to be a person and uh, how sin, you know, disables and corrupts our nature and other things like that. I think we have pretty broad agreement with uh, classical Arminians about that. That's right. But then when it comes to like the elders and what they believe, talked way more about that. And that is something that uh, there's a legacy of, you know, three decades or so at Bethlehem the elders agree together this is what we teach this is how we view the scriptures and this is how we hope to see people grow and mature in this particular direction fully i mean i think this is paul in uh in i think it's philippians 3 you know if uh, if anybody is convinced otherwise we believe that god will show this to you mm-hmm. so this is not mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. this is not our axe to grind we believe the holy spirit will grow all of his um yeah all of the blood family mm-hmm. in in the direction that he desires what else would we say about this uh, area, Dave? I mean, I, I, one, one thing I often say to people, uh, and, it, and it's even been coming up some lately just with, uh, you know, as, as people wonder about, you know, where we're at on uh, even things like ethnic harmony. You know, ethnic harmony and mercy and justice are in our DNA documents. And uh, even as people go, man, what do, you, what do you think about that? I think, I think it's important um, that, that as a church member, you really do uh, make yourself aware of the documents that your church has. So whether that be a DNA document of a church, or whether that be even as a member to know the elder affirmation of faith, 
Uh, maybe you don't need to have all, all of it memorized quite as well as the elders are supposed to. Uh, but just to be aware of what they teach because you don't want to um, be surprised by where you know, a church is at on certain things. And if you, and if you can know those things, then you can kind of have a, a healthy expectation. Let's say you're an Arminian or you're a cessationist and you're at Bethlehem. Well, the way Bethlehem has done preaching historically is we, we, we preach the books of the Bible. So there's just going to be, when you do it that way, there's going to be all sorts of agreement between a cessationist and a continuationist. You might, you might not disagree for a year or two, um, and, and that would be okay, I mean, because you're just preaching through the Word, you love the Word, you love a big God who saves sinners, however you want to parse that out. Um, but then maybe you'll get to this point where here, here it comes, and it's, it's good in those areas where you might disagree with the elders to know, Hey, it's coming. It helps it feel less personal when it comes. You, you know what to expect. Um, so I, I just think I think that's important. You know, I, I sat down uh, w- with someone in the last couple of years since I've been here who just uh, didn't know, you know, that we were continuationists and had been here for a, a long time, and and therefore when when it was taught, it felt kind of uh, alarming. Versus, I think if they just would have would have known. Uh, man, this is what I'm getting into, and because it's it's a, a second tier issue, it's, it's probably not ever going to be the main emphasis of the church, like the gospel. Is. Yeah, well, it's even a yeah. third tier right, issue. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so I, I just think that uh, maybe I just say, you know, get to know your church's documents, so that you kind of know where they stand on these things, so that when they come out, uh, you don't find yourself surprised or put off by those things. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, and uh, we really hope that uh, you do take time, uh, anybody who's listening to this, and especially if you're a member or regular attender at Bethlehem, as Dave said, just familiarize yourself with, I mean, there's a number of documents, um, but I mean, broadly speaking, I think you could say things like, um, you know, first tier type issues, the deity of Christ, the nature of salvation and other things like that. That gets bled from uh, the elder affirmation of faith down to the congregational affirmation of faith to our DNA document, mm-hmm. our 14 priorities. That's all the way through all of them. For second tier issues, that's all the way through all of them. Just what we think um, you need to agree upon in terms of just being a member at this church. Mm-hmm. I do think that the DNA document uh, has a, a fair bit, like the elder affirmation of faith, mm-hmm. a fair bit of third tier That's right. kind of this is what the elders think about particular areas and particular priorities and how exactly those all get played out we are free and that's in the realm of biblical wisdom for us to disagree on debate go back and forth on as a family Mm -hmm. and seek to uh, arrive at a common understanding and how we act together i think that's about all i have to say about the topic for right now dave but i think this again the last podcast in this one is kind of teeing up, hey, as we launch into mm-hmm. some areas of theology, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's just helpful for us to kind of situate ourselves. Mm-hmm. How, how important is this area mm-hmm. uh, in the grand scheme of things and what we think? And so that's what the last podcast in this one has been about. Yeah, maybe the last thing I'd say is uh, both of our, uh, our friend, uh, Jonathan Woodyard, he recently wrote a really helpful article, and he called it uh, Emotional Triage. And he just made a case for one of the reasons theological triage is important is it helps us also calibrate our consciences and responses emotionally. So uh, I'm going to defend with a certain kind of passion 
and force the deity of Christ in a different way than I'm going to try to defend uh, the tribulation or the millennium or even spiritual gifts or even applications of how do we solve this 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 problem in our yeah. country. Um, and so I think I think it, it's a helpful way to think through that the higher tier. The theological issue is the more force and passion we engage with with one another, and and the lower down in the tiers we get, the more we can just go, man, let's let's love each other and reason this out. And like you said, it doesn't make it less important, but it just means that we need to be more careful to assert ourselves as strongly and yeah. and disparage others as yeah. quickly. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today.